Good morning, everybody. It's Michael. I know it's been some time since you've heard from me. Uh, I haven't done a podcast for a couple of years. I'm sitting in the Phoenix airport getting ready to fly over to Jakarta for three months, it looks like. Long story short, uh, I am working with the UPS Foundation, which is the charity group for UPS. They have essentially funded me to go over and work with them and the Ministries of Health in Indonesia, as well as a number of other aid groups, including the Salvation Army. So I will be working with the Salvation Army again. I've been holding off on, you know, talking about this until I was sure I was going to go because of COVID and all the delays. It has not been easy to get to this point to actually get on a plane because of all the hoops they make you jump through. In Indonesia, there's no tourist visas. You have to get a humanitarian visa. You have to be sponsored. You have to uh, prove insurance and certain amount of funds. It's been pretty tricky. But with the amazing support of the Salvation Army there, uh, I just wanted to let you guys know what I'm doing. I'll be posting updates here on the podcast that I haven't published on for years, but I know I have a lot of really close friends who follow it. And I just wanted to speak to you directly. It's going to be easier and uh, tell you what's going on. I realize there's probably one out of every five of you that aren't going to like what I'm about to say because of the stance on vaccines and whatnot, but I'm willing to accept that. Please remember my background is in molecular biology and genetics. I've, I've studied RNAs. This is my wheelhouse. And you know, in the end, I would tell you if you have concerns about vaccines, talk to your doctor. Your doctor is the only one qualified to give you medical advice. I know there's a lot of people out there saying, hey, don't take the vaccine. That is medical advice, saying you know, to not take something that could actually help you in some cases, people have allergies too. You know, your doctor is going to know that. So this is the advice I give everybody is talk to your doctor about the COVID vaccine. If you're still on the fence, the science in behind each of them is good. I have read almost all of the results for the vaccines in use. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed with all of them and their ability to provide an immune defense you know, uh, against severe illness or death is pretty astonishing how effective they are. I've taken the Pfizer, the first shot. Um, I don't have time to wait around <laughs> to get the second shot, but even the first shot alone is showing good efficacy. But again, always talk to your doctor. Long story short, um, I've been working on a project with uh, the UPS Foundation to bring in an unmanned aerial vehicle company the plans for it has not been finalized, but the original idea was to use these long-range drones that, that can fly up to 100 miles with a payload capacity of anywhere from 10 to 12 pounds to use these drones to get out to remote locations. We've done a lot of aid work in the past with these groups, and we're worried about them because in the end, first world countries have resources. We have infrastructure. We have hospitals. We have tons of doctors and nurses and amazing people. And the whole process of the vaccines coming to fruition is absolutely incredible. The technology, I believe, is amazing. Um, but you can see how long it's going to take the United States to get fully vaccinated. And um, obviously, there's people who have questions and concerns, rightfully so. If I have time, I will do another episode on just the basics of what your body does to defend itself and how vaccines work. That's probably going to come up here when I'm in quarantine for five days in Jakarta. I'll explain to you in simple terms and language how our bodies work. And many of the vaccine-hesitant folk, um, they 
I mean, I can't say it without sounding mean. They just don't understand how the immune system works. The vast majority. Uh, they're nervous about what a vaccine might do to their body. Rightfully so. Uh, vaccines are not perfect. There's no product in the world that's perfect. You look, look at vehicles and automobiles. Nothing is perfect. And in the end, vaccines are going to be safer than trying to confront the virus on your own without an immune response prepared, and especially in older and obese people, it's a problem. So long story short, the project is called the Equitable Vaccine Distribution Program with equality focusing on poor areas of the country in the world who do not have the same access we do. So, you know, the United States is, is really crushing it right now. But you think about some of these groups that I've visited in the past, you know, we have these villages that you have to hike to for eight hours. I mean, it's eight hours of hiking just to reach them. And you have to ask yourself the question, what are the, you know, the vulnerable going to do there? Typically in a, in a disaster response, the haves get more and the have nots have to wait. And so what we're going to start seeing more of is this vaccine inequality that very poor individuals, families, towns, hard to reach, they are going to be the last ones to get any kind of support. And if COVID reaches them before the vaccine does, you're, you're talking about worldwide. This is a very real and dangerous threat that Craig, one of my disaster aid partners I've worked with so long, we've been talking about this since March. And we've just said, hey, we got to figure out what we can do. And this led to the discussion of using unmanned aerial vehicles. Those come in because of the requirement for temperature control. And a lot of these villages don't have refrigeration or even electricity. So how do we get you know, the, these vaccines out there without them being ruined? Long story short, the drones are not ready. And they're probably not going to be ready. And a, and a company has not been officially selected. In the meantime, uh, Craig and I, well, really Craig, it, it, through his connections with the UPS Foundation, they said they want to move forward with moving vaccines into the country. And uh, UPS with partners, including the vaccine manufacturer and the Ministry of Health, the whole team is bringing in 13.8 million doses to Indonesia, which will be distributed through uh, the Indonesian government, and I am going to be part of it in some way. Craig and I talked about this. He said, uh, you know, we probably know 10% of everything that's going to happen, but I do know that my agreement with the UPS Foundation is for three months. So potentially I'll be in Jakarta for three months, or, oh, I'm actually going to be in Palo City, which is in Sulawesi. It's in the northeast section of Indonesia. I'm going to do my best to inform uh, family and friends, anybody who's following uh, what's going on. But in the end, it, it kind of feels and sounds like we're going to be running operations. So I'm pretty excited. There is a hospital in Palu City that is operated by the Salvation Army. Uh, there's 300 nursing students attending a school there. And there is huge capacity with the Salvation Army. So the resources are there. And now it's just a matter of figuring out how we're going to do this, finding the minimal viable product to you know, do something like this. I don't even know if it's, that's going to happen. You know, I can get over there and, and who knows what, you know, what will be needed, but I am committed. The head is shaved bald again, as I always do on my trips. I'm really excited. Uh, flight's going to be about 26 hours after going to quarantine for five days. And then I have a number of meetings uh, and I'm actually representing the UPS foundation, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm really, really pumped. That's what's going on. Some people will ask, why did you pick Indonesia? The team 
did an analysis of a number of different countries. And Indonesia is the fourth most, most populous country in the world. I didn't know that, 240 million people. Uh, so there's a, a lot of people, but the geography is what makes it unique, is that they're scattered over thousands of islands, which means they're really hard to reach some of, some of these villages and groups. I think the, the challenge in Indonesia is going to be tremendous. Hopefully, we'll have an unmanned aerial vehicle coming, you know, some sort of solution coming in the future. But in the end, we have to kind of know the system and the workflow and the pipeline of all these things. And the uh, drones would be a great supplement to that kind of response. Ultimately, in a perfect world, you know, these drones would be resupplying um, villages that you don't have to hike eight hours to. It takes 30 minutes to fly. And from an efficiency standpoint, that is very interesting. So that is a quick overview of what's going on. Uh, my flight leaves in about two hours. I'm going to send this to my assistant, Adam, and he'll post it up on the podcast and we'll, we'll hopefully get this posted. I'll probably be on the, on the plane flying when you guys listen to it. I will be posting pictures and whatnot uh, on Instagram. I've, I've been off of that platform for a while as well as Facebook and just kind of keeping you guys up to speed in terms of what's going on. I'm sure many of you will have questions and hopefully I can answer those in my five-day quarantine. I'm thrilled for the opportunity. I'm I'm thrilled to to meet great people and to learn um, a whole new distribution uh, concern, you know, in regards to COVID and hopefully it'll prepare us if there's something worse in the future. So thank you guys so much for your support. Had a great visit with friends here in Arizona. So many uh, great people I was able to see and, and visit with. It was just awesome. And uh, wait, was waiting for the visa for about a month. So in any event, I thank you guys so much for your support, your love. And um, I hope you're all doing well. And uh, I'll talk to you soon.